The Food and Drink Show with Abby Moulton, Josh Barry and The Pressure on Hoxton Radio. The busy lives that you young, feisty journalists lead. I mean, you could be here today, it could be Paris tomorrow. Uh, well, when travel is allowed, yeah. Uh, in the show today, Light Bar will join us on the telephone line, reopened after seven years in the darkness on Shoreditch High Street. Noble House prepared are bringing a picnic basket to share with you. And then I hope the team, Imogen and the gang from Native Restaurant, will be on the line at half eleven. We sort of agreed it, but she thought she was coming, and then she was like, oh, service has got really busy. Can I phone you? Not sure I've got enough phone credit, but we'll probably work something out. Um, and then I guess just a little peruse to where you've been eating and drinking and where you want to go now that you can, Josh. Yeah, absolutely. It's very busy, isn't it? Does it feel for you Christmassy that you can, you know, go and do it? Or does it feel more New Year's than Christmas? Yeah, I suppose it's kind of like Christmas. There is a spirit about the place, isn't there? And uh, a feeling of joy, unbridled joy. I've seen a brand called Hip Chocolate. It's made from oat milk. Looks flipping ruddy tasty. I want to share with you. And then our friends at Project Donut, which is this brand up north we've been looking at, just making some really silly food that I'd like to share with you. Plus, they're looking at the pubs that are open here in Spitterfields right now. Uh, There's a new one that's opened in the market, so we'll have to investigate that. With music from the likes of Tellyman, Young MC, and this one from Cast. The Food and Drink Show on Hoxton Radio. It's the Food and Drink Show. We are excited to be bringing the team from Noble House Prepare. They're going to be here. Owen's here. He's come all the way from Leighton to come and chat to us in a bit. Uh, Josh Barry's here. Abby Moulton's in a cab. So let's uh, get the team from Lightbar on the radio. They just reopened after several years being closed. There was a successful campaign to keep the space uh, on Shoreditch High Street, Lightbar, where they've developed all around it. There's a massive tower block behind it. Amazon have moved in next to it. And it's, it's a bit of a gem um, from the kind of the glory days of East London and Shoreditch of old. And they've kept it there. They've renovated it. It's looking pretty nice. Um, the team that are running it now, Joe and Morton, used to go out partying and drinking there back in the day did you ever go light bar no but i've heard all about it was a it used to be a victorian power station didn't it and now and then it turned into a real kind of hotspot destination in shoreditch predating all the buzzy places that have popped up now and apparently kind of the generation before us it was like a proper proper spot so yeah. it, it looks like it could well be that again yeah i think so they've opened this week they've been pretty much fully booked they've got outside space for you now and here is joe and morton to tell you more on hoxton radio you're listening to the food and drink show on hoxton radio well here we are on this momentous day when the world gets to go out and have a bit of fun and i'm sat in light bar with morton and joe hi the uh, husband and wife duo that are kind of running this iconic venue, lighting up the Shoreditch skyline again. Partly running. You know, we've got, we've got other partners, but yeah, we're definitely knee-deep as we speak. <laughs> this place has been shut for like seven years. It looks very clean and bright, and you've tidied it up well. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it, was, uh, it was shut for seven years while the building uh, teams were building this huge skyscraper next to us. But the, uh, the original team who had the light bulb back in 2000, 2014, they, they campaigned to, to keep it. It was about to get knocked down and derelict and turned into a skyscraper like where we are next to us. And they managed to, to save the building. And uh, seven years later, new kids on the block, here we are, open today. We've got a full terrace, smiling, happy. So fingers crossed we can uh, bring a bit of life back into the building. Uh, we used to love pie here when uh, when it was when it was a light bar before so we wanted to get a bit of that a bit of that vibe still um, but bring something new as well so we've got three new floors in the terrace um, so yeah it's a whole new offer for Shoreditch but still feeling a little bit old school as well and a lot of the bookings that you've had today are people that are like nostalgic that have been here in the past yeah, we're really lucky like that. Um, and we're getting a lot of messages um, across our channels um, uh, and we're getting a lot of book- bookings from old um, old regulars in here who are all super happy that we're reopening it. So we're very, very happy about that. And as Joe just said, it was a big part of our sort of vision for the building to sort of bring some of the old shortage back into shortage really and, and we feel this building is a perfect place to do that. Yeah, so we've, uh, we've done a few things to kind of keep the memories of what it was before. Um, so we've, uh, we've actually named a lot of our cocktails on our cocktail list after parties that we used to go to that we can't remember all of them. But yeah, we had to ask all of our mates on Instagram, like, where did we used to party in 2000s and it all came flooding back. So uh, we've got things like Stunners International and Boombox. Um, and uh, we've also got one in honour of um, Gary Fairfull as well, who was like legendary party guy. He used to do amazing parties around here. I hope he rests in peace. Um, but just to, just to respect and to honour the, the really 
really fun times that we all had when we were in our 20s. Now we're getting a bit older. So it might go over a few people's heads who are maybe under 30. Uh, but that's something new for them to discover. But we, yeah, we just wanted to um, have a bit of a spirit for some of us who used to party here back in, back in the early 2000s, really. Will there be, are you going to be doing themed nights here as well? Yeah, not like cheesy theme nights. Maybe one or two cheesy themes. But like your cocktails, <laughs> like themed nights in the sort of style yeah, of ancient parties yeah, of the old. Yeah, exactly. So the idea with the cocktail one, it was just a bit of fun, really, just to just to commemorate it. Um, so every one of those cocktails that we have on that list, we're going to do like a launch party for them when we can actually legally have a party. So we're going to have to wait till June for that. Um, but we will be doing parties. So like lovely John Joe's got a cocktail. So we're going to do a party with him. Girl Core's got one too. Um, Sean McCluskey's got one for Sonic Mook Experiment. I could go on and on but you could just check it out on the website instead <laughs> but yeah we'll do launch parties for all of them and then we'll probably do some regular nights as well but that's really Morton's uh, bag because he was actually DJing at the time back then as well so he's the he's the music maestro as well as the boss <laughs> we shall be throwing a lot of parties yes <laughs> a lot tell us about some of the food in here Morton um, so it's modern British. Uh, unfortunately, Johnny is quite bu- busy at the kitchen right now. But our head chef, uh, Johnny Collins, um, is very strong on his sort of like British heritage, and he grew up uh, just outside of London. Um, uh, and a lot of the um, vegetables that we're cooking is actually from his uh, mum's garden, um, which we think is quite cool. I like the idea of, of you know whatever you eat in the evening has been picked in the morning more or less uh, and then we're going to be focusing on working with a lot of local producers and 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 a lot of um um companies which we trust and we trust that they're treating their sort of supply chain uh, supply chain right and that you know they're regenerative etc cetera, etc cetera. but but the main brief really is modern british uh food process driven fermented pickled whatever you can think of really so it's super seasonal um, and the menu will constantly be changing the same things will be with the drinks as well Um, and yeah so as much as we can we want to grow ourselves even from things like the herbs um, all the way through to making stuff in-house too so we've got all the ice cream makers and we'll start to make the breads when we can get all up and running but yeah pickles and everything like that we're going to try and keep it as in-house as possible and then we've also got ideas of what we can do with our food waste as well to then regenerate that and use that for other bits and things so we've got we've got a drink the girl called drink for example was made with uh, champagne cordial so all those kind of leftover bits of um, champagnes when you're serving by the glass that would go to waste because it's gone flat we're using that to turn that into a cordial to make that into a, a cocktail so there's lots of little bits and pieces in the menu that are uh, just thinking about that a bit more consciously so we're trying our best we've still got a long way to go to be 100% but we're just it's part of our mission to make it as kind of um, as cyclical as we possibly can do and as responsible as we can I mean another example on that is we work with Heckel to um, convert all of our organic food waste into uh, soaps and lotions that we can then reuse in the building. Which I quite like the idea of. Yeah, you so know, it'll be a little time yeah. coming because we've got to get the waste together first and we've literally just opened. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, loads of little ideas that we want to do like that just to, just to be thoughtful, like you know, behind the scenes, just thinking and being, being responsible really in the hospitality industry. Um, we've had quite a lot of time off, Hoxton Radio. Um, we've, we've been there, we've been doing our thing. We've had a lot more time to sort of reflect and just change and tweak things. And like today's the first day we're allowed back out and it's nice to be here. Yeah, um, yeah thank you. <laughs> Is there, like, I guess in the hospitality trade, we've all had a bit of time off to reflect and to maybe do things differently. You're opening a brand new venue today. Are there things that you're going to experiment on now that perhaps you wouldn't have 12 months ago had you have opened in March 2020? Yes, <laughs> there is. Look, it's a learning curve, right? In the perfect world, we would have um, just opened the doors and, and, you know, as one would normally do as a soft launch and just kind of taking people as they come in for the first sort of month to kind of land on our feet and, and, and learn the sort of nature of the, of the building, if you like. It's going to be a constantly sort of evolving project for us and, and, you know, we also need to get sort of learn who is our new customers because we knew the customers back, you know, back in the days when it was the old light bar, but obviously Shortlist has come a long way since then and, you know, we're right next to uh, to an Amazon office block and we're, and, and we're right next to like a, a big resi tower which brings some sort of like new customers to the table. So, of course, we're going to be working towards... Um, um, sort of w- working out what, what they want you know what they like as well but but yeah 
we're gonna keep evolving for yeah for the I next think most people have kind of learned that it's all really about agility and you know we didn't expect to, to have to have all these things that happened with us we thought we were going to open we weren't and we, it's literally been a year that since we were meant to open it was meant to open in may last year and then everything got put on hold and everything went up in the air and i think all businesses really just now have a totally different outlook on how they need to function as business whether that's hospitality or retail like literally anything could happen at any moment so you've got to be mindful of everything from your supply chain your staff how you look after them as well um, and just make sure that you're you're keeping your good staff as well like looking after them too like the, the power of having a good team that are ready to go as soon as you need to kind of flip a switch mm. like you know if we suddenly god forbid have to shut down again in a week's time and then reopen again in a month's time you really need to look after that staff and keep them there with you because they're the ones who are, are kind of keeping us going and being able to open doors straight away so yeah i think we've got a lot we've all had a lot to learn from it uh, we definitely haven't been sitting down like wondering what to do it's been crazy busy we're still missing loads of stuff so like supply chain like we, we don't have umbrellas outside the heaters haven't shown up yet you know it looks really nice and shiny on the outside but there's other bits and pieces that we know it's not 100 but we're kind of just trying to make do and and just and just roll with it hopefully people will forgive us on their google reviews um as, as we get the heaters up and running but when you know when shortage was up and coming like 15 20 years ago it felt like it was it was felt always like a bit disorganized but it works anyway people came and you sort of just sort of patched in where you could and that was the sort of art kind of art school way about it like people were creative and you just used there was like you know derelict buildings and things didn't look as aesthetically pleasing on the outside but when you got inside there was just an atmosphere and you just made do with what you had yeah i think that was the customer though right so um, and we were that i used to live around the corner from here and he used to live around the corner too and we were we were probably more forgiving as that as that kind of young 20 something but I think we are still who we are around this table, but we have got new neighbours. There is literally a, a block right next door to us with million pound apartments. And with that comes a certain level of expectation. And if you come in here and you see the interior design, we, we have definitely specced it to a high level, but we still want that vibe of what we used to have in Shoreditch as well. So it's how we find our feet between those two things. We still want that party atmosphere, but we've still got to have top class service. How did you guys meet? Uh, a party. <laughs> a party yeah. we, we actually we threw a party together uh, at Sketch back then. I was um, I was DJing and the door and the selector at Sketch and and uh, he was the door. Bitch. Yeah, the yeah. the, the, that, the yeah. selector. <laughs> the selector. Yeah, thank you. And and um, um, we threw I think we threw a party for VS Magazine and Joe at that time had a shop called Beyond the Valley and we just joined forces and we just met at. We met at the day of the party. Yeah. Not quite sure how that... We knew each other for yeah. years and then, yeah, been together for a few years since then. So this has been just a dream for us to, to get up and running. And yeah, this guy's worked crazy hard to make it all happen. So awesome. Well, congratulations. So far, looking absolutely spectacular, like nice and busy outside. And, um, you know, people have got word and they're here. They've come and... They're here right now. Here yeah, right it's now. awesome. Well, good luck with the rest of this opening week, weekend, and month. And we look forward to coming inside in a few weeks' time to check it all out. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. on Instagram, we're uh, Light Bar London. So come find us and come say hi. And remind us of some parties. that We haven't got them all on the list. Come okay. and remind us of some parties. All right. We'll get them on there. The Food awesome. and Drink Show with Abby Moulton, Josh Barry, and The Pressure on Hoxton Radio. There's this big kind of like pulley thing in the middle that still functions and still works. I think that was to cart the um, brioche through the building to feed the workers as they pumped electricity through East London. There's a mini actual power station just behind the building as well. There's a tiny little power station in the middle of Shoreditch here. There's one on Carnaby Street as well, Joe told me, and a little power station that you can't move for obvious reasons. You can't unplug it, so... How little is little? Um, About the size of a small horse. A big, like a, you know, like it's, I mean, it's big, but it's tiny for a power station. And it's like weird to see it in the middle of, like, you go around the back street there and you're like, what? There's a power station here. I've not seen the one on Carnaby Street, but I want to now. Could be my new thing. Power station spotting across London. Yeah, like a Monopoly board. Yeah. Yeah, they were always, I couldn't work out the waterworks and the electric. Cause it was Never sort buy of, them. It was like times the dice. The dice times something was if you owned both. It yeah. was just tricky. I just couldn't, I could never do, oh, it's just too much for me. And then it's times four if you own it. It's stupid. Never buy those. They're rubbish. Rubbish. I was always into the stations. That was my thing. They're rubbish as well. Well, I was it's a just child. 200 quid, isn't it? I was a child. Yeah, you were. And some say you still are. Abby Moulton, welcome. Good morning. How has the last couple of days been for you? 
amazing. I ate, well, not at a restaurant yet. I haven't got in there, but I did have a Negroni and some amazing pasta from a stall in London Fields last night. Mm. And just seeing people around was so lovely. Cultured. Cultured. Could this could this be a change for the UK in that we're just forced to go al fresco now and we don't mind being cold. It's not like we're used to it six months of the year anyway and we don't usually have these outdoor dining options and now it's there. And looks like in Spitfield, certainly in London Fields, people have embraced it. I think so. Hardy British people. I've got some plans with my girlfriends coming up for a Sunday roast and it's weeks and weeks and weeks away outside. We have no idea if it's going to rain, but we've all decided that we're just absolutely fine. We'll sit in our raincoats and eat a roast. If you follow sport in the UK, you're used to being freezing cold and being outside so why not just eat and be cold outside as well well they um did you see that really funny picture in from cranley in surrey first thing on monday morning they had a brunch booking and it was pouring rain still at that point and there was a kind of covered terrace area and all the other tables were empty and this couple uh were sat in the middle of everything just about sheltered from the rain eating a fry up at about 10 a.m and love it, was it just stunning stunning love it i love that it was snowing on monday as well that day that the pubs opened mm. and everybody was just cradling their pints in the snow yeah it's i great. mean it's an ice bucket isn't it it's just an ice bucket for mm. champagne and beer so it's fine but people pushed on didn't they and now look now look continental weather if you make tasty food or drink and would like to be featured on the show drop us an email to info at hoxtonradio.com Owen from Noble House, um, what sort of festivals get you excited? I see you as a kind of country music man. <laughs> well, actually, I've just booked tickets to the Isle of Wight Festival this year. Oh, you would, wouldn't uh, you? Yeah. Keep it, uh, keep it in the family, because you're like from the Isle of Wight. That's right. Yeah. Well, I'm not from there. I wasn't born there, but I did grow up there. Went to school there. Most of my friends and family. Who's there. playing this year? Isle of Wight Festival. Liam Gallagher's there. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Snow Patrol. Oh, all right. Indie, indie nostalgia. Yeah, sounds lovely. Noble House prepared. What is it? What is it? Yeah. What are you? What are you? Do, what would you define yourself as right now? So we're um, we're a frozen food uh, delivery service nationwide um, and ambient actually at the same time. Um, we've diversified from our uh, ten years in the events um, industry, events and corporate catering. Uh, due to the, obviously the pandemic and what's uh, what's going on at the moment, and um, yeah, just just sort of reestablish what we what we're trying to achieve and and um, and do some really nice home cooked uh, mo- uh, food uh, delivered to your doorstep. Gourmet though, talk talk talks about some of the brands we've got here that you're working with that you serve as part of your offering. So yeah, today we uh, I brought with Stay me. On mic here. Sorry, it. yeah. yeah. Today, today I've brought with me uh, our picnic selection. Uh, there's a sweet and savoury selection um, that I've bought today, um, and we've got in there f- some stuff that we've um, we've prepared ourselves and uh, other companies that we work alongside to just to showcase their products. Um, it's it's huge. What you've bought here is absolutely massive. We've got a selection of like savoury of sweets, uh, some cheeses, some chutneys. Josh, what's caught your eye? Well, we've got focaccia, which looks nice and springy. There's a nice sausage roll, enormous, more like a Wellington, really, um, made with Suffolk pork and red onion confit. Uh, and then also uh, some nice <laughs> olives and some salmon. And what's this Surrey Weybridge cured meat? Yeah, so uh, Tempest, uh, Tempest uh, British charcuterie using rare breed, um, rare breed animals and, uh, yeah, produced in, in, in Weybridge, Surrey. Nice. And Great then product. Abby some sweet offerings some sweet offerings there's a huge slab of rocky road over there that caught my eye it's bigger than a house it's bigger than that power station you were envisaging (laughs) (laughs) i don't usually have a sweet tooth but that is uh doing it for me right now it looks great yeah it's beautiful made with uh 70 chocolate um yeah it's really delicious moorish so i had your christmas dinner that you sent to me which was um huge you did an easter one recently you did some stuff around valentine's so you were basically kind of sending out perfect supper packages to the country yeah and we don't want to be uh stingy with our portion size we, we want to be generous and indulgent and uh so there's quality and also uh volume in in every sort of dish that we do uh, if you look at the sausage roll like you said it's like the size of a, a beef wellington but that would be one of the nicest sausage rolls freshly cooked at home and then taken away on a picnic um, yeah, we use the rare breed um, Suffolk pork uh, and our own sausage blend, wrapping the p- buff, butter puff pastry, 
and uh, yeah, it's delicious. It looks like one of the kind of Callum Franklin creations coming it out does, of Hulk yeah, and the Dining Room. Beautiful, beautiful <laughs> pie sort of situation. And then, so you've got your own homemade stuff that you send out, boxed up, Noble House, and then you've got kind of cheeses, the Godminster cheddar, the Golden Cross, soft dash goat's cheese, stuff like that. So it's a combination of other brands and your own stuff. Yeah, I mean, the majority of what we do is our own homemade uh, 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 items. But just for this picnic, we've we've uh, we've we've um, worked alongside a couple of different companies, uh, the, the the Foreman and Sons, London Cure Salmon, one of being one of them. Um, but yeah, the majority of stuff is all made by myself and my team. This is Noble House coming out of Leighton, just round the corner. Owen's here, all the way from the Isle of Wight, which is also local today. And let's play some In Excess, who are from Australia. And then we'll talk more about food and drink on Hoxton Radio. The Food and Drink Show with Abby Moulton, Josh Barry and The Pressure on Hoxton Radio. Food and Drink Show with the crew. Josh Barry. Hi. Looking amazing. Abby Moulton looking kind of sparkly. Hello. Uh, and then our new friend Owen, all the way from Noble House. Hello. Um, you've had a pretty fun fun career to date. You started off uh, pretty young in the kitchen, like working with your family when you were very young, but you moved to London at 17. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, my parents uh, had a restaurant when I was growing up on the Isle of Wight, and then um, I moved to London when I was 17 to start an apprenticeship with the Mandarin Oriental. Wow. And you kind of lived, you like lived there. You sort of like had a bunk bed there. Basically, yeah, sharing a room with three other guys and uh, and uh, yeah, the staff accommodation. At seventeen, um, that must be pretty fun. Moving to like a new city and then having a sort of a blanket of family in here, and that you had your work colleagues there and getting trained at the same time. Well, like you mentioned, yeah, once you start in a kitchen, then the camaraderie and the sort of uh, the friendships build quite quickly. You're with each other, you know, day in day out. So that's uh, they're like a your new few. family kitchen confidential style stories in the in the background i'd say yeah confidential <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you been to that new restaurant in the isle of wight if you've uh, it's quite new so maybe you haven't it's called um the terrace dartmouth um there's a lot of i'm seeing a lot of it on social media it looks really nice they put up the kind of bubbly things for the outdoor dining and oh cool um, i can't remember the name of the guy oh someone called tom i think runs it um it looks good the isle of wight food scene is it worth visiting it's pretty good and the produce over there is incredible um something i always like to um showcase when i go back there like the crab i always go and get some crab from ventnor down at the down at the bay there and it comes in off the day boats um it's amazing and there's other restaurants that you basically there's one road in and one road out or you can get there by boat and you sort of wade in sit at the restaurant and have some beautiful shellfish or seafood is that what food your your parents' restaurant then was it? It was predominantly a fish restaurant, yeah. But I think over the last ten fifteen years, the Isle of Wight has um, progressed in um, all their produce. So they've got some really um, great products now. Is there's there... a garlic farm. There's the rare breeds uh, pork, and there's the Isle of Wight tomatoes, which are really well known now. Um, they started off, a, you know, quite a small company back in back when I was actually living there. Is there a good time of year to go? Is there like a tomato festival or a time of year that the crabs come in or anything like that? Um, every time I go there, it's always sunny. <laughs> but um, there is um, there is an, there is a garlic festival that help, that's hosted once a year. It was actually cancelled last year, um, and that's quite fun. Yeah. Nice. What happens at the garlic festival? Um, all sorts of things, really. I think there's like a a, a, sh- a sheep competition <laughs> a sheep competition it sounds like the, I'm there I'm there it sounds great to me yeah I think I'm going to go to that next time it's on for sure I just want to see the sheep see the garlic, garlic have a sheep. tomato and some crabs great news <laughs> this is Owen from uh, Noble House Prepared um, check out the website noblehouseprepared.com for the new picnic baskets which are like launching imminently savoury sweet mixed you can kind of put a few of your own bits in there and you're probably going to impress everyone else in the park so watch out if you're in the parks around here because you might get a bit mobbed um, Owen thanks for coming to say hello to us welcome and uh, let's play some uh, Isle of Wight head Headlining bands right now with uh, Liam Gallagher and Snow Patrol on Hoxton Radio. The food and drink show on Hoxton Radio. Tell you what I did in the park in the week. Just like up and down the steps, just loads of step ups. My calves are killing today. Oh my God, that's a weird feeling when your car calf ache. That's what? Clearly never worn heels. Calf ache is, no. you know, oh, derogare. Is it? Is mm-hmm. it? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I know if, if you're going to be like a fast runner, you can't do the heels thing. 
you can't because uh, Kelly Holmes, Dame Kelly Holmes, she's done. She does so much bloody PR with you lot, Josh Barry, that she can't run anymore. She's at like do's and dinners and things these days, and she can't, you know, she can't be such a track and fielder because she's worn heels too. Because her calves are like, you know, if that makes them shorter or longer, but she's not a good runner anymore because heels. Oh. I mean, do, she didn't need to run competitively anymore, and yeah, she won everything. Enough, yeah. So, you know, just calming down and going for some dinners. Well deserved, I reckon. Um, we have still on the show to come the team from Native Restaurant. Imogen's going to be on the line. I think she's like integral to it. She's part of the heartbeat, which is quite fun. Part of all of our heartbeats this morning, a dark arts coffee, which we've all been drinking this morning. What do you think? Yeah, it's really good. Really nice. What one are we drinking? The Nicaragua one? Verdansk oh, is Verdansk. what we're drinking because that's where the Europa League final will be this year in Gdansk in Poland. I'm very much hoping Arsenal will be there. So I'm not. Come on. No, yeah, sorry. The Europa League have a nice time in the early learning centre European Championships. <laughs> um, busy here in Spitfield. Ten Bells um, and the Gun. Ten Bells have opened quite a big space. The Gun have made their own champagne bar. And together they've opened a new space called Cock and Bull, which is in the middle of the market. And there's also one in Soho with a terrace that, f- yeah, they, they've got two basically. So the company that owns Ten Bells and the Gun and also Lock Tavern in Camden have opened a new one here. And they've proven very popular. So come for a drink. A great crew. Mm. You had me at Champagne Bar. Mm. Well, that's across the road at the gun. So we'll try and get Patrick on the line or in the studio because I bumped into him yesterday and he told me it all. Elsewhere, Hip Chocolate from Dalston featured in the Metro this week. They're making it with um, oat milk, which is my favourite type of milk. And you've tried it, Josh Barry. Featured in the eye last uh, month. Okay. In fact. Uh, yeah, it is made by the great, great, great grandson of Mr. Cadbury himself who identified, you know, a distinct lack of creaminess in the vegan chocolate sphere. It's, I mean, vegan chocolate, but dark chocolate by default is vegan, isn't it? So instead of, I mean, chocolate and milk, what a delightful pairing that is. Vegans shouldn't have to miss out on that. A lot of the vegan chocolate made with milk, alternative milk, has been rice milk, and it kind of brings about a little bit of a strange aftertaste, whereas oat milk is is genuinely, generally believed to be the kind of go-to creamy works with coffee apparently uh better than better than any other alternative milk so it's i think that yeah one that also pump street chocolate make oat milk vegan chocolate as well and so i think that's going to be a bit of a emerging trend now it's got that kind of maltiness doesn't it that works really well with the flavors Mm. it's nice i i quite like it was quite nice i mean i i I don't need to deviate i'm going to carry on with my milk chocolate but for those who are kind of caring about the planet it's definitely a an option hip chocolate making four from what i can see on their website cookies no cream salty pretzel creamy original and salted caramel we're chatting so i'm hoping to get them on i didn't realize they were so close so they should get on the bus they might make it by the end of the show yeah if they can bring some chocolate that's absolutely fine we'll probably have them on next week um let's get some more music on and then we'll chat to a native restaurant in a sec you're listening to the food and drink show on hoxton radio uh, it's the pressure. It's Abby Moulton and Josh Barry is just tucking into some uh, olives. So they do they remind you of the homeland, Josh? Sicilian grown <laughs> and born and raised. <laughs> they are delicious olives. Yeah. I uh, learnt this morning that your grandmother is like friends with Phil's ancestors as well, and there's a from chance the same that, village. Yeah, there's a chance that you and Phil from Polo Bar somewhere down the line could be related. Mm-hmm. Probably are. Yeah, distant, mm. distant, distant cousins. This is uh, oh, this is good. We're now with like royalty in the studio, food and drink royalty. Like we didn't know that before. I'm but intimidated. This is, <laughs> this is like north, 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 north though. Nowhere near Sicily. We don't have olives. Mm. We just have factories and stuff. Okay, well, that's p- painted a pretty picture for everybody else. <laughs> so milk, transportive. Yeah, um, it's Hoxton Radio. This is where we're doing. This is where we are live from. Um, we will be looking ahead to the team from Native coming up imminently. They're going to join us on the telephone for a quick little chat. Um, there was a funny piece that you sent me that I read this morning from The Guardian this week. It's a ref- restaurant refresher course with Grace Dent. Grace Dent making us all chuckle ahead of the restaurants. Did you see this, Josh? I did, yeah. Yeah, very funny. Kind of reminding us all what restaurants are and what they're not. Um, kind of don't bring your kids basically don't whinge about the, the dish because there's no way you can make it and you know you get weighted on hand and foot you get a nice comfy chair people are there to take your orders they'll come and wash it up at the end of it and the restaurant is what we've missed for the last 12, 13 months of life oh, so nice to have them back again what would your 
kind of restaurant tips be, Abby? Restaurant tips? Um, well, the article really made me laugh because she kind of grace painted a picture of what's happening behind the scenes that customers just have no idea about. Um, and I've been there in behind the scenes of many restaurants and there are always dramas and always fights and loves and things that are broken and you're kind of running back and forth trying to fix the loo and smile at people at the same time. My tip is just be nice. Be nice to people. Being nice is definitely the way forward in restaurants, I yeah. reckon. Not complaining. And also tipping. Yeah. Please, while it still is, you know, in most restaurants, although some kind of restaurants are getting away from the tipping, aren't they, in some ways, but that's a story for another day. Um, yeah, just be generous, I think, because hospitality people are so generous with their time and effort i mean it's it's such a difficult i mean imagine having been kind of pretty much off for a year and then bar that kind of little interim period and then coming back and having grumpy yeah. you know moaners just talking about karens isn't it that's Karen. what it is Karen. and gammons and you know <laughs> all of that lot I think as well, just let people off. You know, if your dish arrives late or it's not exactly what you ordered or your waitress has forgotten something, please just smile and tell her it's fine and it's all going to be okay and you don't mind. Please. Unless it's really bad. Like, you know, if they bring you a goulash and it and it's got, you know, like a rat in it or something, then <laughs> I think that, that then complaining would pro probably be all right. A quiet word, all right, fine. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, let's get Native Restaurant on the telephone line. Imogen will be with us after a tiny little interlude from Bob Marley. You're listening to the Food and Drink Show on Hoxton Radio. Cigarette smoker Fiona by the Arctic Monkeys. All the smokers out there are like, yeah, what? We've been sat outside for years. This is fine. This is great. Oh, you're coming to join us now. Yeah, we knew you'd come around. There's good camaraderie in the smoking area. Always. Always. This is where fun people tend to hang out. <laughs> uh, Imogen, where do you tend to hang out? I am at the moment hang out in my new uh, new spot in Mayfair, which is a bit of a change for me, actually. So Native has moved to Mayfair, which is, yeah, a very unexpected change, but we're happy to be here. And a couple of days in, how's, how have things been going at Native? Yes, smooth as anything. Slightly hectic, but no, really, really good. Um, we've got a beautiful courtyard, so it's been, um, yeah, it's, a, it's been a real blessing. We weren't really planning on... Um, focusing on the courtyard but um we've got this lovely secret garden with some birch trees and a beautiful massive cherry blossom so we've got some lovely shelter and it's actually so people said they feel like they're on holiday so that's a good vibe isn't it i was going to say having moved to mayfair do you feel like you're in a film when you're walking to and from the restaurant oh yeah definitely apart from mine it's usually running just to bond street and then running back so i have i need to just actually on the first morning when it was slowly like very romantically the snow was falling from the sky and uh, just really slowly drifting to the ground and I was like this is this is great for a Sunday of a garden opening <laughs> but that was kind of like a film so Native has now done quite the tour hasn't it because you started in Covent Garden then you went to Borough yeah. then you went yeah. to Essex yeah on OC Island was it yeah watch out yes OC Island which was an incredible like immersive island dining experience so fun and so now Mayfair. So, so you've done yeah. kind of all areas of London. Well, yeah, not all, but, you exactly. Know. We're nomadic. So is the food sort of, obviously, you know, Covent Garden, Borough, the, there was a real emphasis on sustainable and using kind of cuts and stuff that aren't usually used and some quite yeah. interesting things. I remember when years and years ago when I went, I ate some ants, um, spicy ants. Um, yeah. Are you bringing yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing to Mayfair or are you kind of... Yeah. Absolutely. So this, um, we, we're native at Browns, and we are um, we are going to be. So it's like our it's like our little mischievous sister um, to native. So it's not like the fully fledged tasting menu site. Um, it's more of like casual small plates. So we're in the beautiful Browns um, Browns building, uh, which has moved from Browns Fashion Store, which has moved from South Moulton Street. Um, so they just wanted to partner um, with a sustainable brand that was kind of kind of trying to make a difference and make like conscious decisions. So. We're here, and um, yeah, the, exactly what you say. We're going to have ants. Um, and we've also got. Uh, we've had a lot of requests for squirrel. It's just everyone keeps. Everyone knows there's just the people that eat squirrel. So um, I think we're going to have to bring back the squirrel lasagna at some point here. But you can either come in and have like a little plate and a drink, or you can have like a whole feast and sharing style. So it's quite fun to do that kind of different style. 
Get some parakeet on the menu because uh, in yeah. Hyde Park around the corner from you, there's loads. This is out exactly. of control. I do have a hawk, actually, so I could actually get onto the parakeets. What? This is who I told you about. Yeah, the hawk. You do Wimbledon, <laughs> don't you, still? Do you yeah, still do Wimbledon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's there, so hopefully we'll be back on this year because it was a strain, obviously, everyone, even if it's affected. Ask uh, Ivan if he can cook parakeet. How do you do it? Lasagna, Kiev, some sort of drumstick yeah, oh, situation? Oh, parakeet Kiev. A parakeev. That sounds quite what? good. <laughs> That's generally how we come up with dish names. If it sounds good, then we make it. <laughs> so I if mean... you can make a pun. That's a rule That's that people does it. people don't put that rule into place enough, do they? Talk to me about no. the ants as well. Are they spicy or are they citrus? No, so they're like citrus. So um, it's the formic acid within, um, like inside them. So they're Kentish wood ants, and they are um, they're coming back into season. So we will soon have them. So we obviously being native, we try to. Um, like we like to have that like citrusy um, flavour in, in our food so anything that we can get hold of so like sea buckthorn anything like that we try and grab as much as we can and replace with like the le- like replace the citrusy element um, in that yeah they're really um, cool I've tried so, them um, yeah so they're yeah they're like taste of like little pops of sh- lemon sherbet so you pop them in your mouth um, and you have them on top of some fudge and um, they just add that like layer of layer of flavour which is amazing you can kind of pop them against the roof of your mouth and they release all the citrus. Yeah, exactly. They do actually pop. Like, you just bite into them. And it's just like a, like those little Mr. Fizz sweets. Hmm, I'm creeped out, but I am intrigued. I do like the sound of bugs. I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm mostly vegan, Imogen, but I'm not sure where bugs fit on the list. So, you know, I'm ready to, ready to pop some. No, and, and, and honestly, here, we have bone marrow in a dessert, and we have vegans that come here and eat bone marrow for dessert. So no rules. There's no rules here. I like your vegans. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, will, the, will the Our Finish at Home boxes continue now that you're reopen as native restaurant? <laughs> No, we've got a very tiny kitchen and um yeah, so we kind of, it was it was a way of kind of like surviving and riding the storm a little bit. Um they went down really well. Um and it was great to be able to like go as far far afield as we were up in Yorkshire, down in Exeter. That was really great. Um so it was kind of lovely to see that people could have it all over. But um but no, we're concentrating on on, on being able to give people the native experience because we've really missed that side of it. Have you managed to retain a lot of your staff? Yeah, we have actually. Like we've um so we've kind of we've taken them on a journey with us. Some of them from Yard, obviously to Borough Market, all the way over to the island and now back into London. So um they've been they seem to be be enjoying the ride with us and I think it keeps it keeps it exciting and, and we make sure that all of our team are like fully involved in, in everything that we do so they feel like they've really kind of take ownership of it and we couldn't do it without like the native family. So it feels really nice that it's opening grown again as a team and um and yeah onwards and upwards the space looks really amazing i've just been looking at it on instagram it looks oh yeah beautiful. Please come over. yeah oh and the fish fillet fish thing yeah i forgot about that thing. yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's going really well isn't it yeah everybody loves it so it was kind of we came up with that um just as a way of like kind of addressing obviously the issues that are facing like the oceans and everything and obviously everybody's seen seaspiracy um and that was i think there's a real lack of the the even like a balanced argument with it with day boats and the small fishing fishing boats that we use like often our menu that will plan to to have some fish on the menu and then if there's really bad storms and they can't go out then we won't have fish on the menu and that's always been the way that our that, that we've worked but we support the you know the fishermen that do go out and you know on a daily basis on their one tiny little day boat so um this fillet of fish we use the kind of like the offcuts so we've got a brown crab rabbit we've got ray cheeks made into like a fish um like a fish terrine and then that's deep fried it's with a plant-based bun and then a seaweed tartar sauce and it's honestly so delicious please come over come venture west and um come and try one Okay, we will, Imogen. You've convinced <laughs> okay, us. You've thanks. done it there. Um, good luck with service today and with the rest of the week and opening weekend. Thank you so much. Thanks and, for having me. And we'll see you on Hoxton Radio really soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bye. Imogen. Bye-bye. If you make tasty food or drink and would like to be featured on the show, drop us an email to info at hoxtonradio.com. But on the line now, a scoundrel who always shows up when they're invited to come on the show, it's Ali. How are you doing, Ali? Hi David, very well thanks um, Yeah, very excited to be on Hoxton Radio talking about lemon gels and coffee being delivered by Milk Float yeah. um, as a massive Mason Barley fan this is very exciting 
Because I stand here and I'm here every day, it, does, it doesn't seem to affect me. But yeah, it, does, it probably sounds strange to most other people. But that's, yeah, there's a, there's a milk float doing the rounds in London Fields, near where Abby lives, that's like delivering groceries that's like free from packaging. So you can kind of go and they'll fill up your washing liquid. They'll give you some apples without a bag. That's what's happening as well. So maybe we'll get them on next week. But at the moment, we're talking paleo canteen. Is that where you are right now, Ali? Are you in the canteen? Yes, so um, it's it's more of a state of mind. Uh, we're all online now. So uh, we used to be on the high street in Glasgow and we've shifted to being totally online. So we've got um, a cookbook which uh, came out last year called Low Carb on a Budget. And we also have a new brand, as you mentioned, Scoundrel, which um, is empowering customers to reclaim their health in the most delicious way possible. Mm. Talk us through some of the recipes. So I, I wrote it with my good friend, John Meekin, who used to work in Naughty, uh, one of um, Yotamata Lenge's places in London and various other amazing places around the UK. And the idea is that people can eat fat to get thin. That's the basic idea. It's, it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier, how croissants in the morning actually keep you fuller for longer. So the whole idea is you replace things like bread, pasta, and rice with um, you know n- naturally fatty cuts of meat and fish, and uh, veg with you know really uh, unctuous sauces. And in that way, you can you know reclaim your health. You can reverse your type two diabetes. You can lose some weight. You can just feel like you've got more energy. It's really a kind of health revolution happening around the world at the moment. Sounds like Atkins. It's very similar to Atkins. There's more of an emphasis on uh, vegetables uh, in the modern sort of low-carb world. Atkins kind of said, you know, eat as much bacon as you like, and um, it still can work, but maybe it's not the most healthy focus. Atkins was basically all meat, wasn't it? People were going mad for bacon, and then they ran into health issues, if I'm right, didn't they? I think the guy who created Atkins died of a heart attack or something, didn't he? That's fascinating, actually, because what actually happened was he fell over uh, in his 70s and hit his head on the pavement. Oh, okay. And Sorry about that. He, he ended up getting um, really unwell in hospital and like retaining loads of fluid. And so people say, oh, he died massive. But actually, he didn't stick to his diet that much anyway. It was really a therapeutic thing for helping people lose weight and... Um, reversing their diabetes and so there's kind of a a revolution going on just now with nhs doctors uh, saying that you know this is this is a brilliant way to do it so it's really exciting at the moment how much difference is there between paleo and keto so keto can be paleo but paleo isn't necessarily keto The, the the logic of paleo really is that you know we evolved as humans over a few million years in um, and in, in various environments eating various things and that would include things like tubers and tropical fruit so it's not necessarily low carb paleo and certainly if you've never been unhealthy and you exercise uh, then carbs aren't you know the devil they, they can be really healthy there's modern hunter-gatherer tribes who are really healthy who who eat most of the calories through carbs Japan 80% of the calories through carbs with rice they're very healthy it's really more that when you start introducing lots of more modern foods, then you can really notice problems. So an excess of sugar, refined flour, uh, refined veg- vegetable oils, these are all things that have only been introduced in the last sort of um, few hundred to few thousand years out of millions of years of, of human evolution. So that's really the logic behind paleo. And keto just takes a sort of step further and says, well, listen, if you've got these health problems and you restrict uh, the carbs and the, the, the uh, refined veg oils, industrial kind of veg oils, then and, and just up the fat, the healthy natural fats, then you find that um, your blood sugar comes under control, that your cholesterol is really good, that you lose weight, that you feel really good. It's actually an amazing thing that's happening right now. Can I just ask, obviously not denying this is healthy absolutely and kind of reverting to the original diets of uh, that humans had but do we not owe it to future generations to fight through the refined flowers and eat pasta so that 
kind of in the next thousand years or so we we acclimatize to it and so we can enjoy it without the problems that the that pastor and so on brings about <laughs> yeah yeah no i i uh, i love that because why shouldn't we be able to evolve uh to deal with these things um and it's true you know if you look at how we've adopted um kind of you know animals to make milk for us we that's you can't imagine uh, an adult really eating milk in the dim and distant past uh, without a sort of very powerful image popping into your head. So that's something that we have kind of evolved to do as adults over the last sort of 15,000 years. So it's certainly possible. It's just that there's going to be a few casualties along the way. Um, and I think the choice is the important thing. You know, I'm not saying that everyone needs to do this at all. I'm just saying that if you find that you've got health problems and that you have issues with certain foods that have only been introduced in the last kind of uh, few seconds of human evolution, really, then there's there's an option which is really healthy and it's really you know delicious and uh, unctuous and you can you can live a, a very kind of exciting food life um, and and stay healthy at the same time. What's your favourite of your products? Definitely the chocolate. So that's just come out in the last uh, six weeks, and it's no sugar, no dairy, and it's made with natural sweetener and cocoa butter, and it tastes just like the real thing. And um, it's it's slightly different because with sugary chocolate, it's much easier to just eat forever. So. I'm sure everyone knows the the feeling um, of kind of eating a bit too much chocolate, uh, kind of like the Galaxy advert late at night by yourself, except the Galaxy advert made it look so much cooler. Whereas with the Scoundrel chocolate, uh, because there's no sugar in it, it definitely fills you up faster. So um, it's this fat makes you thin theory, and it allows you to indulge in a treat whilst not harming your teeth or your health goals so that's definitely my favorite it's the most exciting right now we sold out of the milk chocolate within like a few weeks nice. and we're we're, uh, we're just about to get um we're just about to get a big new batch in there are a lot of athletes aren't there that have a kind of square of dark chocolate as a kind of end of i mean when you're really training and really watching what you eat and having to you know to as your job and to perform you, a lot of them kind of have like you know talk about having a square of lint or something is it similar to that yeah well i suppose the dark the darkest of dark chocolates has vastly reduced sugar like if you look at kind of the 85 or 90 percent bar then you're down to like maybe 15 grams of sugar in the whole bar whereas if you look at ours then it's like um 0.1 grams of sugar per 100 grams so it's it takes it takes that kind of logic to the next level, and it's especially good, you know, if um, you, you know parents want to give a treat to their kids without worrying about you know feeling guilty about their teeth. Um, and I think dark chocolate doesn't appeal to a lot of people. That's why the milk chocolate variety uh, for Scoundrel has been so successful. I think because yeah, people know they can get eighty five, ninety percent dark chocolate, but it's kind of an acquired taste you know Ali Houston thank you for uh, touching down on Hoxton Radio and sharing the scoundrel and paleo canteen story with us today I really appreciate it thanks so much David if you make tasty food or drink and would like to be featured on the show drop us an email to info at hoxtonradio.com uh, we're really pleased because the team from Costa Porto have just joined us live in the studio Samantha welcome to Hi. Hoxton Radio You've come bringing um, an assortment of uh, gifts and treats from your online digital marketplace, Costa Porto, which has, tell us, talk us through what sort of things we can buy on your site. Um, so Cosa Porto has a amazing selection of um, literally gifts um, from the top retailers in, in London, from bakeries, um, chocolatiers, um, florists, and... Um, wine merchants there are 
a different selection uh, that you can actually choose from. A marketplace for treats and treats, uh, for, yes. and, and good times, basically. We've just been perusing some of this, and uh, Abby's got particularly tempted by the uh, Picole Grandi Ecolinsen. <laughs> That's how I say it when I try and mumble it and try and just get it right. The flaky pastry. Flaky the pastry. flaky pastry. This one here. Uh, I was so close. Yes, very. So people come on and they order tasty. tasty so you can. Pieces. Well, the idea came from our founder Stefano Manidi, who's based in Rome. And uh, at the time, in 2017, there weren't any delivery services in Rome, um, and Italians love to entertain. Um, and he just found that you know. Um, Going empty-handed is not a thing to do. And I think that also showing up with something that's not great is also Why bother, yeah. Great. So, um, so he, he went on a mission, looked for his favorite stores in town, and, and just asked them what they thought about you know, collaborating and um, you know, if we organized the deliveries, would they be interested? And there was just huge success. And um, from, from Rome, then they um, started their services in Milan, Bologna, Torino. Uh, and um, and then he thought, why not try London? So how long's been, it, how long has it been active in London for? Um, for just just over a year, but of course, COVID. So mm. not very many people know us at the moment. But we're hoping to uh, to change that. And um, it's just a a great place for your last minute gifts, or even if you you know you have a special someone you want to gift something special to. Um, we have amazing bakeries like Peggy Portion on there, um, but also very traditional um, artisans like Chalet Chiro, uh, Valentina's Recipes. She does amazing beignet profiteroles filled with fantastic um, cream custards. They're really, really a treat. You must have a great time tasting and selecting oh, everything. Honestly, our job is just fabulous, going around and tasting all these things. Um, but on not only bakeries, we also have uh, amazing florists um, like Lavender Green in Chelsea, uh, Windmill Flowers in Kennington, and uh, also a fabulous one, PM Flowers, in um, just off um, Piccadilly. I'm not sorry, Piccadilly, um, Paddington. <laughs> Um, any fragrances on there? Uh, at the moment, we have scented, scented candles, um, which are always a great gift. Um, and we are, you know, because of COVID, we haven't been able to um, go around town looking for new brands to add to it. But that is definitely um, a category that we do have uh, design and um, and beauty. So uh, we will definitely be adding adding to that. Um, other things that we have are amazing ice creams, Unico Gelato, who we have here today. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then um, also really, really um, unique um, chocolatier, uh, Maison Samadi, their selection, especially for Easter, is out of this world. They do really particular designs. And um, the chocolates are just, a, you know, one, every single one is a different taste. It's like a little surprise. As of Monday, we're allowed to meet in groups of six in gardens or the park, etc. And then we've got Easter weekend coming up. So we log onto the website, onto the app. And then how long will it take for me to order something and get it delivered? So you can literally um, go online, register, and within even within a couple of on specific um, products, we ha even have just um, a couple of hours. So uh, it's quite a fast service. Um, and yes, our idea is to obviously work with our with our partners to um, for the upcoming months when the weather's nicer, you know, to organise picnics. The great thing about it is that you could literally have it delivered wherever you are. So if you decide to have a picnic in Battersea Park and say, you know, can I have it delivered there? We can get that sorted out for you. Sweet. So Josh, so. when he's uh, sunbathing on Clapham Common, can get a gelato <laughs> straight to his blanket. Can I? Um, gelato? Well, well, we're looking into how we can deliver that because obviously it's... Um, 
it's just a question of getting it to you without it being melted. But we are we are in the process of getting some uh, refrigerated bags. So hopefully that will be our next uh, mission. Emergency treat delivery. Yeah. I like it. But yeah. wine and candles and chocolates. Wine, candles, um, yes. Wine, we have um, Nizer wines uh, on the Fulham Road, um, and they also have different uh, locations uh, within London. Um, <clears throat> we have an amazing cocktail called um, Neo Cocktails, which is like a CD know about it yeah they're fabulous it's a, a ready mixed cocktail so all you all you need and it comes in a little box that's like a cd case mm. um all you need to do is put a little bit of ice and pour your drink and you have the most amazing cocktail luxury picnics so yeah ready to go ready to go so yes Cosa Porto is the name, or how would you pronounce it again? Cosa Porto. Cosa Porto. That's the exact name, which literally means in Italian, what can I bring? If you make tasty food or drink and would like to be featured on the show, drop us an email to info at hoxtonradio.com. We've now got the team from Uneco Giletto in the studio. Jonathan, welcome to Hoxton Radio. Thank you for having me, guys. Thanks for coming and sharing some of your amazing gelato with us today. You're very welcome. Josh Barry, what did you have? Stracciatella and pistachio. Oh, Abby, what did you have? Exactly the same. Okay. <laughs> and I had the chocolate and strawberry. Yeah. Which worked right. amazingly together. It was like a, you know, sorbet, sorbet and a bit of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Tell us a bit about them on mic. Get in nice and close and tell us about you. So Unico is a Italian gelateria. We have uh, three stores in London now. We have one in Fulham, Bromley and in St. John's Wood. We originated in 2015 in Bromley, uh, bringing our authentic Italian recipes straight to London. Um, we serve gelato, we have pastries, cakes, croissants, and we also do coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I guess we can pick you up on Cosa Porto. Yeah, we are available on Cosa Porto, so you can deliver us uh, all over London whenever you guys need to pick me up. Uh, it's a really, really convenient uh, platform to, to deliver from. Josh Barry, you've been to Bologna. You pretty much just feel like second city. Um, how, does, <laughs> how does Jonathan's game, how does, how does it rate? How does uh, Unico? Well, this is your hometown, right? So yeah. you originated there. Yeah. I mean, it, pro- pro- I mean, it's probably the best ice cream you can get, gelato you can get in London, right? I'd say. Big words. <laughs> Big words. <laughs> well, you can't get better than Italian gelato, can you? So no, not quite. Not it's quite. just quite simple. Mm-hmm. There's no argument to be had. It's done. <laughs> so you bought us four today that we can order and we can pick them up. You've also bought some cakes as well. What else is on offer? Yeah, so got? we've also brought our signature cake. So we've brought our famous tiramisu. We have a vanilla cheesecake topped with raspberries. And then we've also brought our Tenerina cake. So the Tenerina is a chocolate brownie topped with a chocolate and hazelnut sauce and a coconut flake on top. Silly question, but we'll do it anyway. If you're <laughs> going to a party, Jonathan, um, what are you going to take with you from Cosa Porto or other? So for sure, I'm going to take some pistachio gelato. Um, it's a crowd pleaser. If you don't, if you haven't tasted it now, I'm not sure what you're waiting for. Um, definitely give me a call and I'll change your life. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, the gelato and then possibly a few of the gelato cakes. So we can make a gelato cake for as many people as you'd like. And it consists of two flavors, any of your two favorite flavors, and then a sponge base on top and we can customize with any decorations. When we used to go and see my gran and take her chocolates, we would insist that she opened them when we were there. I guess if mm-hmm. you go with your gelato, it's like, well, guys, you've got to eat it now. So come yeah. on, get me yeah. a bowl. Get Whenever me a I'm involved, it's dessert first, then talk and then dinner. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you can come again. This is Jonathan um, from Unico. Where can we find you online? So you can find us at uh, on Instagram at unicogelato underscore UK. You can also find us on our website, unicogelato.com. Um, we deliver as well, uh, and you can pick up straight from our stores. Nice one. Well, thanks very much for coming today and sharing all this sweet treats with us. I can see a happy Josh Barry opposite me. Extremely happy, yeah. And a very happy Abby on her first performance as well. Very nice. The Food and Drink Show on Hoxton Radio. A design for life. Josh Barry has been designed for modern life today in a pair of very nice slacks. He's even got some uh, shoes on. He's got a shirt on and uh, ready to conquer with the new haircut. New, new Josh. 
It's not a new Josh. Newish. It's just non-lockdown Josh. New. Uh, I mean, it's just non-lockdown. It's just what I've always been. Is it? Well, we've only known you as lockdown Josh. I know. So well, there it's you new go. to us. I oh, know. Lockdown Josh. You should use that. You should keep that. Well, lockdown Josh is gone now. <laughs> He's disappeared. Hopefully, I, I lockdown four is a terrifying prospect. I never want to. I mean, I I'm still all for comfort above fashion, but I'm I'm feeling quite comfortable still today. Well, you've married it well today. If it's if it's comfortable, because it sure as heck is fashionable. You're obsessed. Pretty what much. about you with your lumberjack aesthetic and your Peaky Blinders cap and your inordinate number of rings thrown across you like a Russell Brand sort of hand man I had I had a hoodie on and I swapped the hoodie for just thinner layers because I thought I'd be able to you know on and off a bit and that's so far it's okay it was only chilly this morning I'm sure this afternoon I'll just get on with the cold and it'll be fine mm-hmm. and as for abby wow goodness gosh goodness me time for the uh, time for the rundown i saw a really good feature with candy's braithwaite yesterday who was talking about how she spent lockdown dressing up intentionally she went from crocs to heels and she wore a really nice fancy outfit every day and i thought that was lovely i have not been doing that but it was it felt like a nice idea Crocs to heels. Crocs to heels. Sounds like an Instagram account waiting to happen, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> On the show next week, we've already got a few guests booked, so it should be a bit of fun. We're uh, hopefully going to tantalise your taste buds with the likes of Shorthorn, which is that spice mix made of bugs. And we've also got Dark Arts Coffee coming on. We have booked them, and then probably another one. There's space for one more, so if you make food or drink and want to come to Hoxton Radio next Thursday, which will be Earth Day, then uh, let us know. Info at Hoxton radio.com or just dm josh he loves that sort of thing no we'll finish with some u2 and kerry b is up after this bye team bye bye if you make tasty food or drink and would like to be featured on the show drop us an email to info at hoxtonradio.com